he's found the sound effects. Don't worry, guys, I will get better with that. But uh, yeah, welcome to Natural Health Alternatives, uh, the alternative experience podcast with me, Nikki Eddyvane. Um, so uh, any of you guys that have been uh, sort of listening to me or following me for a while, uh, specifically before this uh, podcast started, in fairness, um, I did actually have a few sort of video vlogs um, that I had on my website, and they're still there for anyone that wants to go and have a look. But one of the ones I did uh, a few months back, which um, I, I love, and uh, I would like to sort of recreate today with updates is vitamin d3 uh, and its uh, ability or potential at reducing covid19 now let before I, before i continue let me sort of explain uh, and sort of expand on that i'm not making the claim that uh, it can cure vit- uh, vitamin d3 can cure covid i'm certainly not doing that uh, but what i will be doing today is just going through a few research papers which i think are incredibly um, exciting and they're definitely ones that you guys should know about because for some reason uh, our government and local medical advice is not including it, which I think is a bit crazy. Uh, so yeah, it's left to people like us to get the message out there. So when I when I started my journey into natural health, I actually remember um, I read an article about vitamin D3 and its potential to reduce uh, the severity of, of uh, basically at the time chest infections, but uh, more more so accurately SARS, MERS, and respiratory ailments. Now the reason being is I'd had a reoccurring chest infection that was possibly the worst I've ever experienced in my life and I just wanted to look at I was looking at ways of sort of dealing with it um, and obviously I do like the natural approach and that's why I sort of stumbled across this Um, however when obviously this pandemic struck I just sort of frantically began sort of trying to retrace my steps to find it and while I was unsuccessful at finding the original article I did actually find the research in which the article was based on um, but as well as a number of new studies on the same subject. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to share it, because they're all pretty positive. Now, um, I've done all my due diligence. I've checked them all. I've read the papers, etc. And I'm only going to give you the specifics and, and the factual information from that. I'm not going to overclaim. Um, as always, I like to give a balanced uh, sort of uh, view. But it is very exciting stuff. Um, now, last thing to say before I move on, uh, I always do this when I'm talking about um, a medical paper. I am not a doctor. I don't profess to offer you medical advice or, or sort of diagnosis um, and nothing in this podcast should actually be taken or constitute a, a diagnosis for any any particular person out there. Uh, but like I say, I will be sort of talking to you about specific research papers as well and telling you uh, the information that was found. So um, obviously I am actually qualified in a number of areas within complementary medicine. So uh, the endocannabinoid system, gut brain connection, that kind of thing. Um, and as a result, uh, over the last sort of two years, I've become quite good at uh, uh, sort of uh, reading research papers because I've had to research medicinal cannabis in so much detail. Um, so, yeah, I'll give you the facts um, f- which I sort of uh, found from these various different papers. So, uh, as always, I would always advise you to do your own research and your own due diligence. Obviously, check what I'm saying, check what anybody's saying, and, and uh, obviously verify the information you're getting is correct. Uh, but hopefully this will help you to sort of narrow your search if this is something that you are interesting pushing forward with uh, which I think everybody is at the moment with uh, obviously the fear-mongering that's going around so if you do a search on on PubMed alone uh, for treatments uh, for SARS then this brings up quite literally hundreds of peer-to-peer review papers um, on on various different aspects of the subject but um, there was a handful of them around about nine in particular that sort of caught my eye Um, now there are a few reasons they caught my eye firstly they were all very recently completed um, so obviously the information uh, would have been as up-to-date as, as we can expect. Um, but they were also all peer-reviewed uh, um, uh, sort of papers as well. So they'd been verified. The information on them had been validated. 
Uh, and each of them had been carried out to ascertain whether vitamin D had a, an ability to affect SARS-related illnesses. Um, and each of these papers, these these nine that I sort of handpicked, uh, they showed remarkable results. So um, before I sort of go any further, I just want to explain some really, really basic but extremely important biology to you. Um, now, within our bodies, we have a system called the RAS system, the Renin-Angiotensin system. Um, and while I'm not going to go into any detail on this system in this article, um, it is very important to mention as this system is actually responsible for the production of an enzyme um, called ACE2. Now, ACE2, they are proteins which naturally occur in humans uh, within most of our organs. Now, this obviously includes the lungs, where ACE2 can be found actually attached to the cell membrane, as well as uh, uh, surrounding the lungs too. Um, and it's commonly accepted that ACE2 enzymes are actually the cells in which many respiratory viruses use to, to actually gain access to our respiratory system. Uh, and this is obviously due to their close proximity to our lungs. Now, um, the more ACE2 that you have in your system, the more opportunity, obviously, these viruses have to gain entry. And it's also um, thought that it's the more severe the virus symptoms are likely to be. Uh, now, some of the research that I, I found confirmed that with the addition of vitamin D, this actually reduced the production of ACE2. And obviously, that's a good place to start. Um, however, it doesn't prove that SARS would be any less severe. And it certainly doesn't prove that the li likelihood of contra uh, contraction would be reduced in any way. So I decided to go a little bit deeper on this, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, I stumbled upon uh, a research article published back in January of this year, January 2020, in Pediatric Pulmonology, and this is a research journal for peer-to-peer -peer reviewed articles. Uh, the article was about vitamin D status in preterm neonates, so babies uh, to the lapers, um, and its effects of this supplement on respiratory distress syndrome, or RDS. Um, so RDS is, is, is very, very similar to what we are seeing with COVID-19, um, as well as other sort of SARS-related uh, illnesses. Um, and what the study sort of concluded was that su supplementing infants uh, with uh, around about 800 IUs per day of vitamin D3 uh, was actually associated with a, a significantly reduced severity of RDS. Um, and it was also linked to a reduction in complications such as fibrosis, um, as well as the need for hospital stays. And now that same study uh, went on to suggest that adults would require around about 2,000 IUs uh, of vitamin D3 per day for the same effects. Uh, now, I know what you're going to be saying. I know what you're, sa uh, you're saying at, at home listening to this podcast. COVID-19 is different. We don't know anything about it. This article is pointless. Now, let me assure you from what I've looked into, this is certainly not the case. Um, another point that I unearthed during my research, which you may also be aware of by now, COVID-19 while it may be the name of the infectious disease and the name that's being used in the media, on the news, and, and all of the official medical presses, it's actually caused by a virus called Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, or SARS-CoV-2 for short. Um, so it's actually, uh, in effect, uh, a mutation of the SARS virus. Now, I'm not suggesting there are differences between this and SARS-CoV-1, um, but they certainly are very similar, and the way that they gain access to the lungs seems to be the same, which is the important point. Um, so go back to the first research paper that I referenced in this article. The higher the ACE2 levels in your system, the more entry points you have for this or any other uh, respiratory illness to gain access. And while I'm not suggesting for a second that vitamin D3 can cure um, or even affect COVID-19, I think listening to what I've just gone through, I think you will agree there's definitely enough evidence um, to suggest that taking it could greatly reduce the severity of cases uh, and may even reduce your chances of contracting it in the first place. Now, 
there's actually been uh, further research which backs these claims up um, since, and it is specifically into COVID-19. So research carried out in Indonesia, um, and that also similar research has been taken in New Orleans and Singapore, they found that 98.4% of COVID-19 mortalities that they tested were suffering from a vitamin D3 deficiency, with only 1.6% actually having sufficient levels in their system. Um, so I think that's 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 obviously a big, big sort of sign that, that says it's definitely worth looking into. So, But what, why is this not being reported? Or at the very least, why are we not being advised just to take vitamin D3? I mean, it, it can't be used or, or it can't become a political football like um, hydroxychloroquine did. Uh, and obviously we know without a shadow of a doubt that it's safe to take, so what have we got to lose? Um, but anyway, that's my advice is take it. Um, if the doctors aren't saying it, it doesn't mean it's not going to help. Uh, they're... they're, they're their consciences are their own. I think this uh, this is something that you guys should do. Um, but anyway, that brings me to my sort of final thought. And uh, I really want to sort of hit this home at the moment, especially with um, so much fear out there. And I just want to put people's minds at rest, really. I mean, we are actually blessed. Our bodies are quite literally the single most miraculous entity on this planet, uh, in my opinion. So uh, our immune system, when it's functioning properly, alongside a, a, like an efficient endocannabinoid system, they really do have the ability to kind of fend off anything that, that can this planet can really throw at us. Um, but I suppose the way that we live our sort of modern lives with uh, things like poor diet, um, a lack of sleep, like the, the consumption of inflammatories, you know, like pharmaceuticals, junk food, uh, pollution, antibiotics, uh, that they do actually leave these systems in a really sort of poor state. And I suppose it's, it's, it's inevitable it's going to lead to some kind of illness. So... I don't know, my advice, my final thought, look after these systems, guys. I assure you they will look after you and you'll feel so much better for it. The last two and a half years, for me, uh, just understanding these two systems alone has really, really sort of improved my quality of life. And, and I, I mean that from, from the bottom of my heart. So uh, last bit of advice, take your vitamins, D3, K2, B12. Um, eat a nutritious, balanced diet. So eat a rainbow every day, but make sure you're, you're sort of changing those up every day. Those fruits and veg are important, but make sure you're doing different ones every day. Um, include probiotics, so your, your kombuchas, your water kefirs, milk kefirs, uh, and obviously the food stuffs like kimchi, etc. Uh, but most importantly, I personally feel take your CBD. Uh, you really can't go wrong. Um, CBD is the one for me. Uh, and actually, in fairness, there's also been a, uh, a follow-up study on CBD and COVID-19, and it's uh, got very, very similar results on ACE2, as vitamin D3 has, but it's also got uh, some very, very positive um, uh, sort of results when it comes to the cytokine storm that's associated with people trying to recover from uh, COVID-19. But I'll put that into a separate podcast. Um, but yeah, take your CBD. Um, anyway, thank you very much for taking the time to listen, guys. Really do hope um, that you do take something positive away from it. Uh, as always, um, hit me in the comments if you've got any questions, comments or suggestions. Please like, share and review this podcast. It really does help us get the, uh, the message out for us. Until next time, stay safe, guys. Look after yourselves. Take your vitamins. Peace out, wonderful people. Bye-bye. Okay. I'll get better with the uh, sound effects, I promise. Cheers, guys. Bye.